previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I've always been an over. Roxy's kind of interchangeable. She grew up as an under. But I'm adaptable. She's a, she says she's adaptable. You call that will bonding the question. If it's that important to you, I'll right. put it on the way you want. <laughs> if you don't care. What's Chuck Todd? I, I forget. He's, he's an he's under. under. Yeah. That's he's an I under. I lost respect for him years ago. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Going solo again today. Yeah, hey, Littles. Which is kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah, hey, Littles. Yeah. (laughs) So rude. It's kind of a bummer because, Roxy, happy National No Pants Subway Ride Day. (gasps) It's that day. Is it that day? It's that day. I feel like we just had that day. Well, I know. A year goes by fast. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm bummed because... Simon's somewhere. We have no idea where Simon. I haven't heard from Simon He's in, in the like middle of the weeks. ocean. Maybe He's probably still in the middle of the ocean. But he was the one co-host who actually has participated in, in a no pants subway ride day. I remember. Yeah, it was a great story. So Littles, if you haven't heard that episode, I don't remember what episode it was. It was around. Well, it had to be January 9th. So around January 9th. Yep. Because we used it as one of our news stories. I had no idea that this was a even a thing. Right. And two, that we had a co-host that participated. <laughs> And he surprised us with that. And it was a great story. So check that out. Now, I don't think Ritz was coming around then. No, I don't think I don't think quite yet. He had been on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So Ritz, what up? You ever done a no pants subway ride in the city here? (laughs) And I think it's like a designated time and all that stuff. But anyway, I don't know. But Roxy, it is also International Choreographer's Day. So maybe you'll have to do a little, I don't know, little Instagram, you know, little ditty for the listeners. I'm sure they would enjoy that. Yeah. I'm sure. I know the Loyal Littles podcast would enjoy any action on the Instagram page since that was totally your thing. That was totally my thing and I dropped the ball. (laughs) We totally created an Instagram page. You know, it's just, I don't know what you people want. What do you want, Littles? What do you want to see? I don't know. Well, I know one thing and that's only because we heard from John Miller. Yes, and he says, you have mentioned more than once about you and Roxy singing the national anthem at Fenway Park, but yet you have failed to send a link so we all can watch it. I am sure it is on some social media platform. Okay, here's the thing, Littles. It's not. It's not. We're terrible. We suck at this. We we admit we suck at this. Now, yes, there's some video. We'll have to dig it up somewhere. Roxy, I mean, I but had it's family there. I had friends there. And so we have some video, but somewhere I'm we, sure we just like privately texted it to a few friends here and there who we and thought. And now we can't find it. Well, there's other one I can't find too, and that's you opening the gift for the oh, cruise for the that Disney I really cruise, want. I told yeah. I was like, oh, I'll put it on our Twitter page. Yeah. Couldn't find it. So we'll have to dig it up. There is, but it's not on social media. So no. we apologize. That's why we haven't attached any links or anything because it's not there. We. I don't, I don't think know. it's on YouTube. I don't, I don't think. I mean, maybe I doubt the Red Sox would have posted it, but maybe maybe at the time they did because we're littles. We're going back. What was this? 2015? 2015. 2015, yeah. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. So anyway, uh, sorry, John. I mean, if we find it, we'll send it over to you. But yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's, nah. I mean, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Roxy, let's get into the show. We obviously have some really good feedback from last week and emails and all that stuff. And our good friend Bobby Godfrey wrote in. And he's like, wait, are we doing emails of fun, dumb questions we wish we would have got to answer when we were on the show? I was waiting for five mediocre minutes, but this will have to do. Now, I don't know. I mean, Bobby, we were probably, I mean, maybe, probably, yeah, maybe we'll get back to you for five mediocre minutes at some point. But I'm just going to keep reading. But you'll have to find some other stuff then, Bobby. I'm sure you have tons because as we'll get to in a few minutes, he says, my fictional home and cartoon character I would be are linked. 
I'd live in Professor Farnworth's home slash the Planet Express offices from Futurama, assuming it comes with the use of the Planet Express ship so I could explore the universe. And my cartoon character for a week, Bender Bending Rodriguez from the same show. Yeah, I know who Bender is. I, you know, I used to watch that show. I really yeah. liked it for like the first 10 episodes and then I just, it kind of faded away from me. Yeah. Musical guest on SNL, I'd have to go with the Dave Matthews Band for two reasons. One, they're my favorite band. Two, that's for you, Roxy. Thank you. I presumably get to meet Dave Matthews and finally thank him for my most prized possession. He donated a guitar he'd done artwork on to my high school's auction the year I graduated law school and my parents bought it for me as a graduation gift. Whoa. Photo below. He sent a photo. It's really kind of cool. That's cool. So, and I believe today is Dave Matthews' birthday, I think. Don't quote, don't quote me on that, but I'm, I think it is. Uh, he also said, you've got a lot of fun, dumb questions, but for now, that's it. That's the list. My best as always, Bobby. Nice. So thanks, Bobby, for the email. And he also tweeted at us and he says, also definitely listen to Dr. Suzanne Nichols about Marvel. But my suggestion is if you're only going to watch one is Guardians of the Galaxy. It stands on its own if you want it to. You don't need to have seen the other Marvel movies. It's funny, A plus music and just all around wonderful. Yeah, I feel like that one, it rings a bell, first of all. But also, yeah, I think that's one where there's... It's not just one superhero story. It's a group of them. Okay. So well, I, think, I, I think we should so get then, Suzanne's. So then we could kind of get the gist of each one before deciding, oh, should we watch this one? Should well, we watch okay. that one? You well, know. I think it's a good suggestion, but yeah. I still think we should get Suzanne's blessing on it before we you know, move forward to watch. <laughs> if we're going to watch one, right. it has to be the perfect one. Right. You know, that's what I'm right. saying. So, all right. Next, we heard from Steve Lipton. Now. Bobby also chimed in on this too, but Steve Lipton wrote us more specific. Mm-hmm. Bobby did tell us that, yes, he confirmed that Hootie and the Blowfish never performed on Saturday Night Live. Right. But we know who to go to for our Hootie and the Blowfish dirt, I guess. Yeah. So from Steve Lipton, he says, I have the scoop on that. They were asked to be on SNL just a few weeks before the air date. Mark and Dean had already RSVP'd to the wedding of another high school friend, so said no, never invited back. Wow. Wow. That's stupid, first of I all. Know. I mean, I mean, you can't help it if someone, if you if ask someone to come weeks on. Out, I mean, right. that's not m- much time. Right. So anyway. That seems a little, a little silly. Well, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't come back around. I don't know. We, we should, maybe we could start a movement like they did with Betty White to get Betty White to sign be a host. petition. Let's sign a petition. Let's get them back together and let's get them back on Saturday Night Live. I yeah. Mean, that would be, I think that would be a good ratings thing. So, all right. Next we heard from Lee Gordon. He says, Chuck, I love that he just sends it to me now because these are corrections. <laughs> Okay. I'm not a reality TV guy myself, but one of my friends from college used to be a producer on The Amazing Race. Oh, and his name is Chuck. Congratulations on the correct pronunciation of the name of your guest, Brett Wiscons, I believe. (laughs) Hopefully I'm still saying that right. That means you are batting 500 for the show. Of course, Roxy gets a pass because she is too young to remember. But you should know that the last name of the former Brewers manager is pronounced Keen. I remember only one thing from the movie Youngblood, Cynthia Gibb. That's it. That's the list. And it was probably a good idea not to name your band Youngblood, considering there was a band called the Youngbloods. Ooh, confusing. Or it could have been a good thing. Tricky, tricky. (laughs) I don't know. I I didn't even know that. They were around mostly in the 60s and early 70s, but got back together in 84 and 85. I didn't know that. Mm. They had only one hit, but it was a great one called Get Together. 
And just to bring it full circle, the song was played at Woodstock, although it was sung there by Richie Havens, not the Youngbloods. Wow. That's information for life, kind of. I mean, that's a great trivia question, too. Yeah. And yeah, I have to say, we get some really great answers for that time travel question. But Brett, that was, for me, I, I would never even thought, of, you know, one that was on the tip of my tongue, I think, was it called Live Aid? Was that the one in Wembley Stadium? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be one I would love to uh, to be at that concert. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, just to hear Queen. and But yeah, Woodstock, really good answer. I mean, they're all good answers, but be- being a musician and the history and that concert and that, oh, that would have mm-hmm. been amazing. Mm-hmm. So good job out of you, as they say. All right, Roxy. Next, we heard from Tony Beeson, right? Yeah. He says, Dear Chuck and Roxy, every year when I take down our live Christmas tree, I feel terrible and want to plant it so that we can preserve it. It is such a beautiful tree. I don't want to give it up. Now, having said that, everyone tells me you are crazy. It will not regrow roots and you cannot replant a cut Christmas tree. Like Charlie Brown and Linus, I just don't want to give up on my dream. So here is a picture of our Christmas tree now soaking in the pond on our property. Here's hoping that against all odds sometime this spring, it will have regrown roots and I can transplant it into another part of the yard. Yeah, and you sent that a picture. That is so sweet. That's really, and you know, things you don't really think about when you live in New York City. I mean, and you have I a do fake Christmas think tree. Of, yeah, well, I see a lot of the, oh, yeah. the real Christmas trees yeah, just laying, out, yeah. laying down. Yeah, but where are they going to reap? I mean, you can't, I guess I you know. could try and apartment if you have central park maybe but they probably actually get in trouble probably honestly. yeah probably. if you were trying to like dig up ground or something to plant a tree in central well park. if it's the central park conservancy group uh, maybe I, I mean i'm sure you'd have to contact they have someone an initiative or well something. but i'm thinking roxy think about how many millions of people that's true <laughs> are in the city that probably have a christmas tree that's true i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway Ooh. it's a good thought though all right and then we heard from maurice werner mo Hey, Mel. And he, he wanted to let us know he loved Cobra Kai. So he says, just listened. A, I loved Cobra Kai and look forward to the next season. Finally went back and watched the original hashtag Karate Kid. Two, how could you only remember Sully in Boston as a berserker player? What am I? Swiss Army Knife? Third, I was who joined it because it is insane. All right, so... I'm sorry. Okay, I hope you sensed the big eye roll yeah, yeah. I gave. It was pretty big. Yeah. Well, glad you're liking Cobra Kai. Yeah. I think we're big fans, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Roxy, he's also, he's heading to New York soon. So Ooh. we're going to hopefully get to meet Mo. Yeah. And uh, real quick, I uh, can't believe I'm doing this on Bob Sproul. We will get back to you as well. Bob's planning a trip in the spring and Good. needs some advice and asking for some pointers on some stuff. So yep. we will get back to you, I promise. Yep. It's been a crazy week. And real quick, before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, let's wrap it up with a few more. Now, Sully from Boston, apparently he's bitter at me. He, he's quoting me. He's now quoting me from the previous episode. Uh-oh. He says, well, I said, I'm not going to call anyone at 1 a.m. But he writes, oh, but you'll DM Sully. <laughs> I guess I messaged him. I thought it was safe. I don't know. Well, Did a I DM is different than a phone yeah, call. Right. I mean, it's a ding versus a ring. I mean, ding versus... <laughs> okay. <laughs> he also wanted to report more on the Berserker League. Okay. He said, it's not going seamlessly. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, it's not a podcast, it's a non-pod. Now, I have no idea what that means, but it is what it is. They're having fun, I guess. I, well, maybe they're not. As long as know. you're having fun. Yeah, that's the important part, isn't it, Sully? And then we heard from Vincent Baker. That's a new That's a new little for Ooh, us. Yeah. Now, why, Vincent, why haven't you come on the podcast? Well, and maybe, maybe he's testing the waters. Maybe he's testing the waters. Well, he wanted to write in about Madden. He said, before one game in the mid-1980s, Madden had his first pregame session with a makeup artist. He was told it would help reduce the glare for the camera and that it was necessary. Madden said, 
you really think it's going to make me look better? That is like putting frosting on shit. <laughs> now, I read <laughs> that, spe- that. Well, he put S dot dot dot. I filled in the blanks. Right. Now, I feel like that's important because, I mean, we can totally see Tony saying the same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, that's a Tony Kornheiser for sure. Yeah. And then lastly, Monica tweeted at us. She said, you mentioned that you received a pretzel of the month subscription as a gift. Who is it through? I want to sign my husband elect up for one. Okay. So just real quick to be clear, it's not a pretzel of the month club. Unfortunately, it is just a company like, where yeah. you can buy like well, a gift basket. Well, you sort could of. you could buy them one every month. Right. You could buy a different kind. Yeah, every they mo- they might could, have options for that. Oh, that's true. Maybe we, that's not how ours came through, but it is called Eastern Standard Provisions. That's where we got it from. And they're on all social media at ES Provisions or it is ESProvisions.com. And you can visit there and I'm sure you can get all the information yeah. there. Make sure you tell them that. The Loyal Littles podcast sent you, though. Right. Maybe they'll sponsor us. I mean, hello. I mean, you know, (laughs) make sure you tell them where you heard about them. And Roxy, finally, real quick, I wanted to take at least just 30 quick seconds. Sidney Poitier and his passing. He was 94, right? Uh, You know, I'm not sure how old he was, but they took a whole chunk of it on PTI earlier this week and well-deserved. And as Wilbon said, he was a trailblazer. Yeah. First uh, African-American to win an Academy Award for Best Actor. Mm -hmm. And he actually, I wouldn't say from, but back in the day before Hudson, New York became the new thing. That's the new town for all these higher up rich, I'll say, New York City people to go buy homes outside of the city. Sydney had a house in Stuyvesant, New York, which is where I grew up. This little town, one stoplight, didn't even go red, green, yellow. It was just a flashing yellow light. That's how (laughs) tiny this town is, okay? And he had, and the reason I know all this is because my dad, as I've referenced before, was a police officer. Both my parents were Stuyvesant police officers. And so they would have to go out there quite often. And because people were out there trying to probably not do good things. I don't know. You know, I was a little right, kid, but right. it was called Stuyvesant Manor. And it wasn't far from where I grew up. And I always, we'd drive by it all the time. And my dad would be like, oh, that's where he lives. And he would just always tell me stories of, wow. you know, in the heat of the night and all that stuff. And it was just really cool. And they, I guess now they've, he sold it years ago, mm-hmm. well before he died. And they've now turned it into this, because I was just curious. I haven't thought about it in years. Right. And so when he passed away, I wanted to Google it. And it's now a hunting lodge. Of something. They've turned his mansion into like this huge hunting lodge. And I'm assuming it's all through the state and I'm sure it's safe and all that stuff. But you can go and stay there and like do a retreat, like a weekend or a week getaway. And I mean, it is in the middle of nowhere because that's where I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Stuyvesant, New York. But yeah, I just wanted to give a quick. That's so interesting. Yeah. So RIP. Yeah. Great, great, great actor. All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. It is now time for He's Cold. So hopefully our interview is going to warm him up. (laughs) That's all I can say. (laughs) We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network.
We are being played in this episode by Parker Rose, and this song is called Nothing to Lose. And I love part of this statement. He says, hello, I am a songwriter from Los Angeles, California. I have been bullied my whole life at school and work. Choosing to take the higher road less traveled, my songs are my way of getting even. Good for you, Parker. That's the part I like. And if you like what you hear, you can find Parker Rose at Reverb Nation, and his website is parkerrose.reverbnation.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Nothing to Lose, at the end of the podcast. Dance with me, Work in the day. Have you lost your way? Let me take you out tonight. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. Roxy's got a smile on her face. I always love that when that happens. You get so excited for this point. I do. You know, I love know nothing about people. these people. No clue whatsoever. <laughs> all right. Please welcome to the podcast, Craig Jones. Hey, Craig, how's it going? It's going great. How are you guys? We're, we're good. good. I think we're warmer than you. From yeah, what a I'm little hearing. bit. Yeah, yeah, it's cold here in Michigan. Very cold. <laughs> up, in, up in the great state of Michigan. I mean, I was going to say it's cold here too, yeah. but when you told us earlier the temperature this morning, wow. <laughs> and I'm actually going to be getting even colder because Sunday I have to take my oldest back to college and she goes to NMU, which is on the lovely banks of Lake Superior. So oh. Um, oh. this is the time of year where they're, they stay below zero for a while. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Well, we just, Roxy's yeah. excited because we woke up this morning and we've got our first snowfall here in New York. Yeah. And I know I've said before, snow after New Year's is gross, but it was kind of exciting It this was because it was a pretty snow. Yeah. And we haven't been outside yet to no. deal with it. But we it, could probably make a snowman on our fire escape again. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Now, but here's the thing. I mean, I also, I'm okay with it only because we hadn't. We haven't gotten we any. We hadn't any snow. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it was crazy this year. I mean, we were, I was walking around in shorts in December at yeah, some point. Yeah. So it's, it's been a little weird. Yeah, we had a warm December as well. Our Christmas, you could see our lawn. That always kind of bums out my wife mm. when yeah. it's not a white Christmas. We got snow a couple days later. So. Oh, okay. Oh, and now, at least you got a little yeah. bit after. Yeah, no, it's, it's been really weird. But anyway, well, Craig, hello, let's meet you. Uh, <laughs> normally, we turn it right over to you, which we haven't this episode, but that's okay. And, hey, we're uh, doing something different. Yeah, we're doing a little something different. <laughs> Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell us a little something about yourself. My name is Craig Jones. I live in Michigan. Been a long time little since pretty much out of college. I was listening to the, the old ESPN radio show was how I got introduced to things and watched a ton of PTI and started to communicate to different littles and run into some and then got into the world of exchanging beer with some littles and, and it's been <laughs> wonderful. Met, met a few. Nice. So uh, had a good time. Met with Todd before, met with uh, Garrett and uh, actually got to meet Ed Butt October. Oh, wow. Oh, awesome. Some beers with him. So. Oh. Now, are you originally from there and you grew up there? Did you go to school up there, all that stuff? I'm originally from the Detroit area. Spent four years going to college, finding a wife in Michigan's Upper Peninsula at Northern Michigan and followed her through grad school and came back to the Detroit area. She's a cheesehead, so we won't totally Whoa. hold it against her. But yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to get into that then, obviously. But I'm very curious because you said you went up to that peninsula to find <clears throat> your wife. <laughs> 
now. <laughs> well, my parents were very pleased. I was on probably the six-year plan of changing majors and figuring out what I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh-huh. And sophomore year, uh, as stereotypical as it sounds, I uh, met her through band camp. My wife and I were both in uh, Northern Michigan's marching band. Oh, nice. <clears throat> and so, yes, one time at band camp, I ended up... Uh, <laughs> meeting a young lady and we got married the weekend after we graduated oh wow um, so and and somehow i got out in four years so my parents to this day credit hold her, her in higher regard than i oh wow <laughs> so now you, it's gonna crack me up though was, was she a flautist what did she play she was not she uh, played saxophone okay. ah. that's, that's, that's all right and yeah. what, and what's your instrument of choice i i play french horn oh nice so. okay i never played it well but I was there. Yeah, I mean, you were good enough to be in the marching band, (laughs) so that's great. Well, you know, it was a a low-stress situation up there. It It wasn't like Ohio State. Even I could... No. (laughs) Gosh, no. No. (laughs) Now, I'm sure David Spector's ears perked up there. Right. You know about Bells Up Winery, right? I assume? We are fans. You are? Okay. I I was emailing him this morning. Oh, Oh. nice. Well, up in Michigan, you need a little something, something to you know, keep you warm. Exactly. You know, you got to stay warm. It can't always be beer. Right. 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 <laughs> Sorry, Todd. And, yeah. All right. So she played saxophone. So what was your major, though? I ended with a PR degree. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I, I maneuvered through different things like elementary ed, which would have been a horrible oh. idea. You know, I had friends that were music degree folks. So I tried my hand at that then realized that... Uh, Music theory is the worst thing in the world, so mm-hmm. I quickly uh, changed from there. Uh, when I found PR, I really liked it. So oh, good. History and PR were things that I enjoyed there. Now, let's go back to the music education for a second, because that was my major. And I oh, was it really? Okay. totally not disagreeing with you in any way, um, <laughs> but I was good at it. You know, it was just one of those things I found my niche and because I referenced this, I think, on a couple episodes ago where I was a firm believer in not falling back on it. Does that make sense? Um, mm-hmm. I didn't do it just in case I couldn't make it as a performer as, you know, what we're doing now. And because yeah. uh, I did love it and I did kind of use it later in life. But I'm just curious, what triggered that? Like, how did you know? Was there an incident or anything like that? I just, uh, you know, we were going through, you had to take, you know, different instruments. And, and so I was doing that. I was doing the, the oh, you know, right. uh, singing in your training classes. But music theory was just not going to be my thing. It yeah. was, I think it's one of those classes that uh, is really good to weed out the people that probably shouldn't be there. And, uh, and it did that well with me. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had that in our school. You knew by your sophomore year. And mm. yeah. they're really strict on that stuff. They're like, because we actually did student teaching our freshman year at schools downtown from where our college was. And because okay. you know, most times it's just in the classroom until right. your senior year and you do your senior te- your student teaching. But they got us out right away and you knew. That's why I was curious what it was like up there for you because it was a really crazy situation for us at Hartwood College. But one other thing, now, did you get far enough to where you had to start learning to play all these other instruments? Is that what you just said? Yeah, that was how they did it at Northern was you pretty much took percussion and mm-hmm. piano, all, all that right away. So I had a number of classes at the same time. And like I said, that one was just where I knew it was a bad idea. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Yeah, that yeah, was... Music theory was hard for me, too. I actually, luckily, didn't really need to take a true music theory class in college. Being there for theater, I had to know a little bit. But I remember auditioning for theater programs, certain theater programs, that it was a requirement to take music theory. And one of the parts of the audition was to sit down and take a test, a music theory test. Mm-hmm. I think I answered one question out of 50, and then I just... <laughs> dropped my pencil and walked out because I knew nothing. All right, so I'm going to nerd out on all of you. I was one of the fortunate ones. Now, for all you upstate New Yorkers, you can laugh at us and make fun of us all you want. But now, I don't know if it's still the same way. It's probably not, sadly. But I was fortunate enough, when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. we had a four-year music theory program in high school. Wow. High school. Wow. We weren't like a performing arts high school. Right. Okay? And it was like music theory one and two was all what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Okay? It was all the, you know, the chords. I need like music theory for dummies. It was literally music (laughs) theory. Okay. But we're talking high school here. Right. So I'm I'm coming to a point. Music theory three was history slash conducting. Oh. Okay. So you took music history and then also part of that class was conducting and your final project was you conducted the high school choir in the spring concert for one song. That's a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, but talk about being ready. Yeah, that's true. I mean, hello. And then I I only got to do three years because you also had to take a foreign language and all that, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have four years of open slots. But then the fourth year they do as an independent study and you pick a like the Baroque period. You do a specialized gotcha. you know, thing. But for high school, that's a Ichabod Crane High School. Shout out. That's right. in, and now they probably don't do it anymore. But when I was luckily, the teachers we had there set that up and yeah. it was amazing. So point of the story is when I went to college and took that music theory test and their ear training and all that uh-huh. stuff. And they go, OK, we're going to do melodic dictation now. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, and that's Littles, for those that don't know, they play a line of music and you have, they give you the starting note and they say, okay, this is do or C, mm-hmm. let's say middle C. And then you have to write down what the tune is mm. just by hearing it. Okay. No whoa, whoa, whoa. No way. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of people are like, that's crazy. No, no, no. Yeah. But mine was, I sat there and I went, is this just single part? Because I was ready for four part. Of course you did. Okay. No, I mean, because that's how we were trying to go high school. So we were lucky. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, enough hijacking (laughs) poor Craig's interview here. So you went into PR though. Yeah. And you like that and everything? I I enjoyed it. The the program was great and and always enjoyed my history classes up at Northern. So those things were fantastic. And certainly I ended up not doing those things when I actually got into the real world. But it was a great program and I enjoyed my time there. Oh, wow. And did your wife stay with music? No, uh, no, she's actually um, an optometrist. So like I said, we were not uh, music majors or we didn't finish that way, but uh, we we met through the Northern's band is is a pretty easygoing thing. Mm. So it was it was kind of one of those things where, you know, if you played in the marching band at high school and you were going there, they were interested. And it was it was always a really good group of people. Um, Just fantastic fun. Oh, that's great. All right. So now I I was trying to save this for a little bit, but we're going to touch upon it. And I hope it's not striking a bad situation for you. But your fandom. Now, you're from originally up there. Are you all Michigan sports fandom? Yeah, I am. You know, you kind of have to pick one. You know, when you grow up in in Michigan, you generally are a Michigan or a Michigan State fan. And through good or bad, you tend to uh, have to deal with the Lions if you grew up here. So, yeah, pretty much a fan of most of the Michigan sports. Big hockey fan. I tolerate the Lions, you know, as we do. And then marrying into uh, Packer 
family well, I was just makes there. life more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I was concentrating on you first. So, and then are you a baseball fan? Are you a Tigers fan? Because you've had some success. Love there. the Tigers. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Right. All right. So let's go to the Packers thing. So now she's from Wisconsin. Uh, How did that happen? I, I mean, she was at Northern. So um, she decided to go to NMU and uh, she's from Oshkosh originally. So uh, they're okay. Packer fans. Yeah. And, yeah, you just have to deal. I have turned her into a Tiger fan more than a Brewer fan, so that helps. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, the, the football part's hard. Yeah. Well, especially <laughs> when you have such a good team, why would you root for the Lions, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't do it by choice. We're, you're kind of bred into it and can't escape it. Yeah. Right. Now, <laughs> so what are her thoughts on uh, Rodgers? Do you think he's going to stay or is he going to go? Um, she, I give her, give her a little grief on him every so often. That's <laughs> not her quarterback, according to her. She can like the team and, and not be a fan of him. Yep. I think she, um, like a lot of Packer fans, that at least the ones that I know via marriage, they're kind of done, which is, huh? is kind of fun because I don't think they got there with Favre. My father-in-law felt that Brett could do no wrong. And with Rodgers, he's kind of, he's kind of done, ready to move on. Yeah. Oh, wow. But they've been spoiled. They've yeah. done two Hall of Fame quarterbacks oh, in a row. Back, is, right. It just makes me seethe inside. Right. You know? <laughs> Someone else's turn. Well, and here's the thing, though. Please. I mean, you know, remember, we all joke about it, but, you know, remember Peyton Manning's first season. It was not so good. Yeah. And then he turned out to right. be a Hall of Fame quarterback and but then you look at Tom Brady's first season and it was amazing so <laughs> well, anyway. well Michigan boy yeah, yeah you could actually, exactly you could have became a Patriots fan because you're like oh Tom's my boys from Michigan or right. school here in Michigan you know all that stuff I've definitely been a fan of him mm-hmm. um but happy to see the success I, I enjoy him and you know anytime they could beat the Packers made me smile so oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> That, again, when you live in Detroit, you have to, you, your small victories are watching other teams lose because yours isn't going to win. Right, right, right. <laughs> Such a shame because I always enjoyed the Tigers. I remember that 84 World Series. Don't say anything, Roxy, because she wasn't born yet. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, I, I, I don't know. There's certain things in your childhood stick out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how old you are, so I don't even know if you remember it. But I remember that World Series because my mom, my grandparents are from up in Michigan and they lived uh, they lived all over but they settled in Livonia so I know she she always had a soft spot for Detroit teams especially the Tigers in baseball so we always kind of I mean I we didn't root for them me and my dad or anything but if they were respected we respected yeah Mm -hmm. and if no one else was in it yeah then now of course for me if they're playing the the Yankees forget it it's all Detroit of course but I just mean in general, and I believe they played the Padres that year mm-hmm. uh, in the 80s. Yeah, I would have been nine. Oh, okay. and, uh, and so um, definitely, you know, was at that age where you were definitely watching baseball. We went to Tiger Stadium several times as a kid. So, yeah, it was always fun. And we tried to get down to Comeric Park and take in a few Tiger games. It's just a fun place. The oh. downtown area there is great. And uh, outdoor park just feels good in the summer. We've gone to a couple of Brewer games, and I, I always say, you know, it just feels weird that it's like a perfect 72 degrees and yeah, just doesn't feel the same indoors as, as when you're outside. Right. right. Yeah. That's one of my favorite outdoor. I rank them. I have my top five ballparks, which I've said many times, but I also have my top five outside. I don't know if that makes the facades. That's, in my, that's probably <laughs> one or two mm-hmm. for me. Believe it or not, yes. it's just the whole outside with the two big tigers in front, and then they have all the way around the stadium. They have these tiger heads mm-hmm. posts. It's it's just really yeah, cool. yeah. 
So. It's a great skyline, too. They did a beautiful job putting that thing in. So the way that you can see the Detroit skyline looking out yep. into the outfield. Yeah. Just looks great. It really, they did a nice job. It's yeah. funny. I think it's like 20 years old already. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel old when you go down there. It's just. Right. So, Littles, get to Detroit. What are you waiting for? I know. Head on down. Head on down. I've never <laughs> been. It sounds nice. They've got casinos there now. They've got almost <laughs> everything. It's, it's, they are. It is really interesting to see over the years like you said this many many years how they're trying to rebuild it and get mm -hmm. it back to yeah now that all of our sports are pretty much in that same area that that area has just blown up yeah uh, mm. you can go down there anytime and have a good time because of a concert or a sporting event or a play it's nice to have everything centralized sure yeah but do not forget to take a little extra trip it's not that far from downtown if i'm not mistaken but the motown museum you have to go see that if you're there yeah it's it's yeah it's pretty great all right well craig listen we already have to take a break you can stick around though right sure all right because you know we might have to get into some beer talk stuff like that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right all you loyal littles we'll be right back with meet the littles you're listening to the loyal Littles podcast and the wtsc podcast network la cheeserie Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. We are here meeting Craig Jones today for our Meet the Little segment. And we've got so much to get into. Beer talk, fundum questions, talk, like let's, all the things. Let's, let's go. Beer talk. Okay. Well, because we know he's a wine fan. Yes. You know, he already just, did you say just this morning you put in your email to? I, I was emailing Dave, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's at Bells Up Winery, right? Uh-huh. Got to give that little plug. Yes. It's fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if you heard his episode. It's gosh, it's about a year ago. Actually, yeah. it was just over a year ago because mm -hmm. he was our New Year's yep. episode last year. Yep. And I think it was called New Year's Same Old Stinky Podcast or yep. something. And I had no idea that Bells Up meant the bell of the French horn. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that episode, but I was blown away by that, of course, because I had no idea. I thought it was just like bells you ring, <laughs> you know, like sure. for the Salvation <laughs> Army type bell. I don't know. I had no idea. And then he went into, you know, the whole how each wine is, it's named after a symphony, right? Yeah. Or something like that, mm -hmm. I think is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, that's just so great. At Bells Up Winery, people, go buy some wine. So now, but let's get into the beer talk. So we recently had Todd Takei finally came on our podcast. Yep. So excited. And he talked to us about many different beers. Now, you said one of our normal questions is, did you get to chatter? Have you been to Summer of Littles? Now, you were just saying how you got to meet all these great Littles over the last summer. Yeah, probably about the last year and a half was when we kind of started, or, or maybe been, you know, probably about two and a half years ago. I guess that COVID yeah. throws my time, yeah, we, we, my timeline off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Todd had reached out and said, "Do you want to meet up and do a bottle exchange?" And I joked to my wife that I was going to go meet internet friends, and uh, you know, hopefully, I come home. Um, I, I never met Todd. She's like, "You're going to so, what?" Todd, and then I, I knew Kim was going to be there. Kim Wilson. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of started chatting about like different beers to bring and exchange. And we met up at a brewery and then went into the parking lot and exchanged tons of different beers out of trunks. And, uh, <laughs> and it was a riot. So that led to Todd and I starting to exchange beer via challenging career setups uh, that I think he, he went into a little bit yeah. on the last episode. <laughs> He's helped teach me how to do this well. And so, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Wow. No, but you were obviously a beer connoisseur before that, right? 
Yeah, I've been home brewing uh, for about nine years now. Oh, um, okay. Grow my own, grow, grow hops in my backyard. Nice. Um, okay, wait, pause. I mean, we're <laughs> going to call this the Barry Lead of the moment because, I mean, I know it's not that big of a deal probably, but that's, that was not on the form, cool. Littles. That's cool. I love when we discover these things. Okay, what got you into that? So um, I have two brother-in-laws that are close to me in age, and and the three of us would we would get together. We'd always like to try different beers, and so we had our own little club of always bringing different beers uh, to our gatherings when we see each other over the holidays. And one day, after trying a bunch of different beers, the three of us were sitting around and said we should try brewing. So we made a, a deal that the three of us would brew as much beer as we could. And then we, when we saw each other the next Christmas, we'd have a blind tasting and trophies Ooh. and, uh, wow. and it was fun. So yeah. we brought a lot of beer and some was good. Some was not good, but it was something that we've been doing, you know, since then here and there. How so I've, yeah, so, the home brewing has been a lot of fun. So you could just start one day and by like a year out, you have beer. Oh, not even a year. Yes. yes. Well, Is that easy? You said you're growing hops and stuff, right? Yeah. I've, um, about five years ago, I started growing hops, and uh, I've increased to a couple varieties now in my backyard. And uh, first, my neighbors were like a little concerned of what exactly are you growing there. Well, um, okay, I was I was going to say, <laughs> save me the Google search because I know nothing about. This. So, how long does that process take? The the growing of hops it really doesn't take long. Um, every year, it, you trim it all the way down after you harvest in the fall. Here tends to be August or September. It comes back every year stronger and stronger. So as long as we have a good amount of rain, it tends to be a decent harvest. Like I said, I, I just do enough for myself oh, to make right. some. But it's fun, and it's a nice little green wall of vines and just, oh. a, just a fun little thing to do. Wow. <laughs> and go, I think I might need to do a career change here <laughs> and uh, send some of my samples up to Sully and see if he thinks it's as good as uh, <laughs> Sam Adams. Sam Adams. <laughs> now... What was your wife's reaction to this? Like, did she, did you tell her before you started growing these things? Oh yeah. She's uh, very supportive of, of my home brewing. Although she does say she's not a big fan because she doesn't like the smell of uh, uh, the brewing process. Uh, um, I brewed an IPA this past weekend and she was like, while she was at work, she came home and she was like, oh man, you brewed. Yeah, yeah I know, but. Yeah, I, I, I know. I used to live in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and probably a lot of people don't know that there's a Budweiser factory right over yeah. there. And even when you drove mm. by on yeah. the highway in your car, mm-hmm. it just stunk. Yeah. It's terrible. Now, where do you brew? Like, is this like a basement operation or this sounds like you have like this science lab? It's so cool. It's not as cool as I'd love it to be. <laughs> One day, my plan is I've got a, a room uh, where I keep a lot of the fermenting going on, um, mm-hmm. but it also has my son's hockey gear in it right now. So another year and a half when he's not in my house, I can kind of take over that room a little more right. and, and expand things. Sure. Uh, we have plans. My father and I have plans for that room. Nice. <laughs> to do it right. Nice. I always love those stories too. When the kids are gone. This is what I'm going to do. And they get their, you get your house back. <laughs> Well, most people are like, oh, we turn it into an office or right. we turn it into a gym. Mm-hmm. You're going to turn it into a brewery. I, I love it. it. That's my plan. Absolutely. Right. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> well, Craig, believe it or not, we're almost out of time here, but we pride ourselves on the fun, dumb questions here on the Loyal Littles podcast. Is that all right? Sure. Yes, the, it's Chessie. Yeah, Piper wanted to say hello. I think there was a squirrel in the backyard. Ah. Oh. All right. So clearly you're a dog person. But I'm dying to know, Garfield or Heathcliff? Where do you lie? Oh, you got to go Heathcliff. Ah, 
All right. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. Why is that? Because you're one of the first. You know, I think because of my age. I grew up watching that as a cartoon. So. Yeah. You know, it was it was impressionable time. Yeah. No, I got to be honest. Eileen Heathcliff. I do. I mean, I I don't not like Garfield. You know, it's funny. I actually preferred to read Garfield. But when it came to the cartoons, I liked Heathcliff. What That's was exactly it, right. Was it just called the Heathcliff show? I think it was. With those, He had those like three other cats that he hung out with. Yeah. And he was like the leader of this gang kind of thing. I guess that's bad impression that's to be I giving children, it. but uh, no, no, seriously, I just, I love that show. I love that cartoon. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Roxy, what do we got? All right. If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Oh man. You know, I, and it's not going far back, but it'd probably be Barack Obama. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. That's, that's probably too recent, but eh, no. no, that would be my, that would be my choice. Well, I mean, the good news is it's still a possibility. Right. I mean, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. That would be really That's cool. That's actually a good point. You know, like, why not? If he happens to listen to this podcast, you might say, hey, hey come on. I'll look Craig Jones Boom. up from Detroit. I could listen to him talk yeah. all day, every good day. Talker. Really good talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now, this one might be interesting because of where you live, but would you rather have the ability to control the weather or the ability to talk to animals? Oh, I definitely control the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so you don't, don't care what Piper's thinking? No, okay. we're... We're pretty confident we know. Yeah. Uh, she, she's uh, spoiled rotten and likes to tell us things. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay. Name a product or service you love so much that you'd happily be that company's spokesperson. Oh, man. I would probably, I would just say really generalized beer. You know, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I like them all. You know, lots of them. So don't pick a favorite. There's, oh. That's the well, one thing that Todd yeah. has taught me. <laughs> yeah, well, that was interesting. So where do you fall on Sam Adams? You know, it's okay, but i <laughs> definitely not a favorite uh, okay. by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay. We're going to quote you on it's that. It's okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, Craig that's Jones my, says Sam Adams is okay. Yep. All right. It's okay. We'll take it. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to give you a softball. You ready? Okay. Okay. Yep. Give me a team or franchise, college or pro, that isn't one of your personal favorites, but really respect from afar. Well, I, I would have said uh, New England Patriots uh, oh. until until Brady left. I look past the inflate gate and look past the camera gate stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always thought it was pretty cool that uh, a team like that always kind of spread the money enough around to win. Mm-hmm. And again, when you grow up in the Detroit Lions area, you look and see teams doing things well, and it makes you jealous. Yeah. All right, Craig, um, <clears throat> yes. just, just for the record there. I was trying to set you up to uh, get some brownie points with your wife, but that's okay. You went, you went with New England. Nope. Not the other Can't dominant team brownie in Brownie points conference. with me. Um, okay. That's all right. Good. Oh, gosh. Which TV family is most like your own? I would say growing up, probably family ties. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. There was a period in my life when I was young that I really wanted to be Alex P. Key. Much had changed from uh, the view of things, uh, but uh, there was a time, yeah, for some reason I was uh, going to public school in the Detroit area and I always wanted to wear a shirt and tie. My oh. parents found it very odd because they're kind of hippies. Okay. Um, um, yeah. All right. It's been a year plus. <laughs> We're going to pop this one out here. Uh, yeah, that was me. Eighth grade, I started wearing a shirt yeah. and tie, wait, and brought a briefcase. <laughs> To Ooh, public wow. school. What? Wait, sorry. The briefcase didn't come in until ninth grade. Oh, my gosh. I'm oh not goodness. kidding. <laughs> not kidding. I, I grew out of it by then. But, uh, 
In elementary school, yeah. Roxy didn't even know this about me. Nope. Oh, (laughs) I always wanted to be Alex P. Keaton. It's P, right? Is his middle name, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. Do we know what that was? Do we know what his middle name was? No, but I I bet it was like Peter or Patrick. Maybe. (laughs) Littles, get on that. Bobby, where are you at? (laughs) We need to know Alex P. Keaton's middle name. That's a great trivia question. Like 80s <laughs> trivia, 80s TV trivia. What was Alex P. Keaton's middle name? All right, Roxy. Go. Roxy's still I'm floored. still recovering. She's still recovering from my <laughs> briefcase shirt tie days. In you buried that lead for nine school. plus years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's see. I don't think there's any photographic <laughs> proof, though. So Maybe an easy one. What's your favorite holiday? Uh, Halloween. Oh, um, cool. I, so I am born on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. Oh. And I feel part of that is then by I have a disdain for the holidays. Sure. Um, sure. I was going to say that must suck you know, as a kid. Yeah. It, it's not great. But my wife loves Christmas. So I decorate the house a lot for Halloween and find joy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, scaring the neighborhood children <laughs> with things on the lawn. Yep. The fog machine, the strobe lights. Oh, yeah. And then I have to go and put out Christmas lights. And uh, it never fails. But that's something that I dread. Yeah. And I'm happy when I get to quickly take them down. <laughs> I have a sister that's the same way, and it's hilarious. They've won many awards. Their front lawn is literally like a haunted house. And then it goes (laughs) even further, and this really pisses me off, because I've been there many times for Halloween, ironically, and my nephews are now old enough where they're like punks, you know? Actually, they're older than that. They're adults now, okay? But I'm going back like five years when they were like, you know, 15, 16, that age, where they would literally hide. They would rather not go get candy. They would hide on the lawn so they could jump out and scare the little kids. Oh, I would hate that. I mean, oh, these, yeah. These are like four-year-olds, five-year-olds. I'm like, know. I would yell. I'm like, what are you? You're assholes. I was like, <laughs> anyway, piss me off. But I mean, they do. Go, I mean, I have to say, give credit where credit's due. They go all out. I mean, it's exactly what you described. The fog. They have these like yeah. animatronic things, you know, that it was, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I would not like that. All right. Let's wrap it up with some rapid fire. You ready? Sure. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'll say Star Trek, but I'm not a sci-fi guy at all. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, neither, yeah. Neither's okay. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to go neither. We're going to go hard neither. But, but, you, but this is important for the fans. You were leaning Star Trek. Yeah, but only because of uh, Picard. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, so, you know, I'm a next generation. I did watch a little bit again because mm-hmm. I'm that age. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. generally neither except for Picard. I think I know the answer to this already. Cat person or dog person? Got to be dog person. Dog person. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. All right. We're going to end on that because I like that <laughs> one. All right. Well, Craig, thank you for taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. Uh, is there anything we can yeah. shout out for you? How can we find you? Get in touch with you. You're on Twitter and all that, right? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Other than that, I, I kind of shy away from some of the other social media <laughs> sure. things. But uh, <laughs> Because I'm a smart person. Go yeah. ahead, say it. Go ahead, say it. Sometimes I make good choices. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> your wife's like, just not with your football teams. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks again, Craig. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you ahead of here on this. Over or under? Over. Done. We Period. Kind of, we should start keeping track. You know what we should do? After we start updating these things, because uh, we've gone back a little bit, not too much, and start. Someone requested 
it's hard to find which guest is on which episode without opening every thing because we've had so many now. Mm-hmm. So we're well over 100. Yep. So we were thinking maybe we should start updating the show notes. I think we should also update it if they're over or under. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if that would encourage people one way or the other to listen to the <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be an interesting experiment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But we don't always, not everyone gets that yeah, question. Yeah, that might be going a little too far. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry you had to drag you through that, Craig. Craig, thank you so much not for taking the time. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, happy to be on it. It was fun. All right. That's so great to hear. We love it when guests say that because we're not sure sometimes. <laughs> but anyway. All right. All you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. This is Sully from Boston. One, here comes the Friday Five. B, now we never have to hear the Sam Adams and Jingles again. You're welcome. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thanks, Craig. Great interview. Way to bury those leads. I mean, Todd, did you know about him growing hops in the backyard and all that stuff? No, that's so cool. I just, those stories are so great, Roxy. I hope we get some of those stories someday. I don't know. These, like you and I have some of those stories? No, I mean, just with other littles. Like, they're meeting up at some random place and exchanging beers out of the back of their trunks of their car. And just, I don't know. It just sounds like a good time. It I know does. we have Summer of Littles it and all really that, does. but it's just a totally different world. And uh, it's just always so neat to see the connective tissue. Yeah. I, and that's why we love doing this. And it's just always fun to hear the stories. Yep. You know, because we don't know. And that's why we did this. So mm-hmm. we can meet you mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All right, Roxy, as we just heard from Sully... I don't know why we play that, because he's just so mean sometimes, but we love him. So anyway, Roxy, yes, it's time for the Friday Five, and thank you for saving us all from our little jingle, which we'll bring back next time, for sure. All right, Roxy, what's number one? All right, well, this is from Chewy Calhoun. Oh, Chewy, right, our good friend Chewy. Yep. Number one, what is the best thing you can cook? Even if you're a terrible cook, what's the least terrible dish you make? Hmm. Hot dogs count? No. (laughs) Well, I... All right, first of all, do want to throw that out there. Littles. Side note, if you've never made hot dogs in an air fryer, really I know it sounds good. insane. Do it. Just try it. Just put one in. I'm not saying plan a whole meal around it. I'm telling you, it is our newfound love. If you can't grill a hot dog. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. This is this is the way to do it. It's just it tastes like it's a grilled hot dog. Yeah. For the most part. There's no the smoky flavor or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I don't know, Roxy. Why don't we answer for each other? That could be fun. Ooh. I know what yours is. What's mine? Your potato salad. Oh, not in the re- well, not but in recent When you tries. nail it, you nail it. I that's do. What I'm that's saying. true. You're, I love your potato salad. And of course, the other are your bush cookies. Yeah. I didn't even know what they were called. Yep, yeah. That's those, them. I know. Roxy's had some issue with the potato salad the last couple of times, but it's still good. Yeah, but it wasn't, they either, the potatoes either come out too hard or too mushy. Well, that um, was partly my fault because I'm distracting you. Yeah. Both, yeah, I will say. I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I was here both times and I was distracting you probably with podcast stuff. So yep, anyway. Probably. When it, it's great. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things she makes. All right. Do you have anything? I do actually. You make a really good omelet. Oh, that's First true. of all, that's like true. you make it, you could flip it. I love you that I'm confirming it. it. No, you do. You make a really good omelet. Yeah. I was going to say that or my fettuccine, but. Yeah, your fettuccine is really good. You know, well, I grew up, I, look, I have four older sisters, so I yeah. grew up learning how to cook. Your fettuccine I mean, is stellar. Yeah. yeah. Stellar. Yeah. I also think well, we just thanks. had hamburgers recently and you make a good hamburger, I yeah, so. Yeah. I throw some spices in there yeah. and she likes those. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Those are mine. For all you. right. <laughs> All right, what's number two? All right, number two. Do you eat grits? If so, are you salt, pepper, and butter? Or are you sugar and butter? Or are you something else entirely? I don't think I've ever had grits in my life. What? Yeah. Oh, littles. We'll we'll have to change this. (laughs) 
because we're about to announce something at the end of this pot. Well, we'll just send out Littles. We don't know what's going to happen uh, this coming week. Roxy and I are heading down south. Yeah, to, we uh, are. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Our flights don't get canceled, canceled. or anything like that. Uh, I need to go down and take care of some stuff with my dad. So Roxy's going to get to go with me this time. And hello, it's Grits Country. It so, is, and I haven't. I can't believe I've never. All right, had we it. will do this, and we will tweet it out. Okay. Because you have to have grits. I'm um, thinking butter and sugar. Okay. See, I didn't I'm even also know. thinking brown sugar. Ooh. That I don't know. I'm not sure because I've never had it, but that's where my head is going. I'm oh. thinking like a cream of wheat, oatmeal, so I'm thinking brown sugar. Yeah, mine, lots of butter. That's the thing for me. Maybe some syrup? I'm not even... Maple what? syrup? No. I don't Roxy. know. I don't know. <laughs> Roxy, no. <laughs> I mean, look, you can try it. You never. I mean, since you've never done it, you could create a no, whole new thing. Maybe. We'll see. Blow the Littles' minds open. Yeah, I must put some sugar on them too, but I definitely know I drown them in butter. That's the key yeah. for me. So. All right, number three, does the CFP, as currently constituted, work for you, or would you prefer the old bowl system or the BCS? What are these She's, Let me translate for Roxy. <laughs> this is the college football playoff system. Oh. Okay, back in the day, they, they didn't have any playoffs. They would just rank them, and then they'd mm-hmm. have the top two ranked play in a bowl game, and it was just like the Rose Bowl or the Orange Bowl or something right. like that. And then, you know, whoever usually came out on that was the eventual number one. Now there's a four-team playoff, okay, which we kind of went, that's what Bob Sproul's yeah. grandstander pool was about. Uh-huh. Not just the four teams, but college football right, in general. Right, right, right. Right. So now they're talking about expanding it to eight teams or maybe even more and stuff like that. So it's a playoff system. I don't like that. You don't like the playoff system? Like the... I don't like the expansion thing. Oh, okay. I think that's like... So let's give, let's give everyone enough. a participation trophy. Whoa. <laughs> well, it's not 64 teams like college basketball. That is true. But it's a totally... You could never get that. That but, is true. But it, if they expand it now... To eight, right? Then who it could knows? Go to Sixteen. Four then, years yeah. from now, right, then four right. years from that, like I can't. Roxy, wow, coming in hard with the. I don't know. With I'm the college just, football, no, I like it. It's kind of hot. Everyone, actually, every, <laughs> everyone deserves recognition for the hard work that they put into something, but. Don't backtrack. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, I don't. No, not everyone needs a participation trophy in college. Right. Exactly. Division one. Exactly. Right. Okay. You know, if each college team wants to have their own little award ceremony and give everyone a participation trophy, fine, whatever. But when it comes to the big time yeah. with everybody, no. I gotcha. No. I'm going to say I like it as is. Well, I don't, though. So I'm lying. <laughs> what I'm saying is I like a playoff. I do think that because yeah. I, I, all these years I hear about, oh, well, this one should have won for... No, let's let's decide it on the field. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, as I said last episode, I think I like watching some college football, but these games, the pre-games up to the championship are just crap. Now, we'll see how the championship game goes. Now, but is that just because of the year? They're having I a mean, bad year, guess, bad seasons? But or no, not really because... Is it always like it's, that? It's a long story. It's the SEC is so much more dominant than everyone else. And so they put these games in a certain way where, you know, you have like a dominant team and a really, really mediocre team yeah. who deserve to be there, but they're just not it's in like the same It's like our bowling club. league. <laughs> well, that or it's just like, you know, it's almost like having a Division One school play a Division Two school team. Yeah. You know, it's just it, they're just not in the same... Gotcha ranks you know it's it's hard to explain but yeah so i don't know if expanding it would make it any better but i do like deciding it on the field Mm -hmm. that i do like Mm -hmm. so anyway all right what's the next one what is a sports statistic that you really like Mm. well 
I mean, for me, I don't think it's necessarily a statistic, but I enjoy finding out the ages of people because I find that interesting. You know, the okay. people that are just starting out and they're monsters in their sport or they're much older and how they kind of, you know, what they needed to do to get to where they are now and to continue to play. You know, I will, I'll say as an athlete myself, that is a factor. Age plays a factor in our careers and our sports. And sure. like I said, it's not really a statistic, but it's yeah. more just knowledge. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I have a favorite one, but I will say statistics over the last 25 years or so have just kind of like pissed me off a little yeah. bit. It's, there's too many like, oh, with a 1-1 count, this batter has hit more inside pitches over the left field home run. You know, It's the almost left, too much. It's way too much. Yeah. There's way too many. TMI. Too much information. Well, there's just too many stats. And it just, you know, it kind of, I'm old school that way. And it does kind of annoy me when I see all these players on the sideline, even in football, but baseball specifically on the iPads and like, or taking the cards out of their hats in the outfield so they know which... I don't know. I feel like they should have to have that stuff memorized. Mm. I just, I'm kind of old school that way. Yeah. But, you know, I love the, the traditional home runs and things like that. But now it's like, can you even count them, you know, with all these inflated and people cheating and all over the place? And that goes sure. across the board. Sure. I don't know. It's hard for me because especially now with more games and stuff, I think they were talking about this on PTI. Should there be asterisks for some of these records? Because, well, yeah, back in the day. Well, the one that really irks me is the undefeated season. I swear I'm not saying, you know, I'm not a Patriots fan. <laughs> but no, no, seriously, it irks me that, oh, the Miami Dolphins are the only undefeated because they, but they only played 14 games that year. Yeah. And then they had the playoffs. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think the Patriots had a longer winning with more games but they didn't win the Super Bowl which was the last one so obviously they're mm -hmm. not you know I don't know I just feel like 16 in a row is 16 in a row yeah it sure. shouldn't matter if I don't know that those well that, I guess maybe that would be considered a different type of statistic well I guess I'm just saying it's just it's hard to judge yeah and we keep these stats but like you know they were talking they're going subjective. back from Field of Dreams you know like mm -hmm. well Babe Ruth didn't have to hit under the lights right you know and stuff like that and now they're saying well it's harder to hit under the lights I don't know it's just it's just messed up but yeah. stats anyway anyway all right now this is a fun one the last one go ahead Roxy stolen from Lebetard show but would you rather take 200,000 cash right now or flip a coin to win 40 million what do you think Roxy <sighs> This is a tough one. How much was it? 200,000. 200,000. Or 40 million. Or 40, well, you have to flip you a coin. You have to flip a coin. Yeah. You know, I mean, 200,000 is a sure thing yeah. and that could go a long way. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's risky. There should be a stipulation that if you no, go for no, the coin, no, you no, can no get like 10,000. No, no stipulation. It's all or nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? I would probably take the 200,000. Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah. I would probably flip the coin. Yeah. At least one of us makes out okay. Oh, wait. We have to share it with each other? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. All right. That's our Friday Five this week. Thank you, Chewy. I haven't heard from him in a while I know. Either. Those were fun. Yeah. The great questions. Yeah. Great questions. Especially that last one. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> Little. I felt like I was on the prices right there for a second. Yep. All right. That's all the time we have for this episode. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at LoyalLittlesPod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to Apple and iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Craig Jones, for coming on again, the Loyal Littles podcast. That was a great interview. And thank you, Sean Morrissey, Sully from Boston, and Patrick Smith for our bumpers this week.
And like we said, we're not sure what's happening this week with uh, the podcast. We're traveling down to Tennessee. We'll have our stuff with us. We'll try to maybe we'll see if we get another episode. If not, we'll see you over the weekend for sure. But remember, as always, if you're out shopping online or anywhere, use the code. Just use it, people. Bye. Some was good. Some was not good. Let me tell
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, I could have done that. Oh, yeah.